Now activating the Beast Node, hosted by Travis Lochner. Are you ready? ready? Yep. If you listen and take action, the following few moments may change your life. The world needs you now more than ever. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? What is your true purpose on this earth? You were meant for greatness. Does this hit an emotional chord? Yeah. I can help you change your future. Have a greater purpose in life. Your soul is screaming for you to answer your true calling. Initiate upload to listener in three, two, one. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got another beast in the building. He is a video and content marketing coach that just quit his job, a regular nine to five to go all in on this this year and has been absolutely crushing it. And since then has become a multi-platform influencer. It's a brilliant friend, brilliant man for on-air talent and is also a solo parent of some brilliant, brilliant girls. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex B. Sheridan. What is up, my man? Welcome to the Beast Node. How are you? Thank you, brother. I'm doing well, man. I've never had quite the intro like that, so I appreciate that. You're the man. That's what we do, (laughs) man. You're, You're doing something over there that is just clearly operating on another frequency. So that's what we're here to unpack is your story because it really stands out to me. There was a moment I discovered or I I remembered uh, that really set you and put you on my radar um, and kind of set the tone for your perspective. I realize you've transitioned from the most, and I mean this in a relatable way, the most plain normal, like nine to five job, like aerotech manufacturing, like account manager, like plain Jane, the most average nine to five you could have. And suddenly within a year, within months, you are everywhere on LinkedIn. And somebody was having an interview with you and they asked you, so like, what's your plan? What's plan B? And I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but you you basically were like, dude, there's no fucking plan B. There's <laughs> no plan B at all. Um, and I, rem- I just vividly remember that moment of like, dude, this is my guy. Like, this is what it's all about. Um, and that's why you're in this seat, because there's so many people this year experiencing extreme transition or pivots sometimes by choice, other times by force. So that's what I would love to tap into here today is understanding your story and what lessons or advice we can extract from that for our listener here today. So love having being able to watch this journey from afar and would love to just see what the, what the hell the situation is over there. So what was the moment that sent you on this new path, this new trajectory. At some point, there was a catalyst, uh, a pivot point per se, that sent you on this trajectory. What do you consider that moment? There was a a few moments, you know, in my life as I look back, like when I was a little kid, not a little kid, but eight, 10, that's little, right? But when I was a kid, I'd have these moments where there was like, I I just knew it at 14 and at 16, I had it again. 
where I, I felt like there was this urge for me to do something bigger than just do my own life. Like, I felt like there was this urge that I need to be, I need to be making an impact. I need to be making a difference. I need to be speaking to people. I need to be inspiring people. I just had no clue what it was going to be or how I was going to do it. You know, for a long time, I thought I was going to be a rapper because I could, I could freestyle and write some songs and stuff. And, and I've translated some of that into my content. And then, you know, you flash forward and I remember getting out of college and I remember having these moments where I'm like, this is it. I'm going to go out there and get the job and climb the corporate ladder and make a big difference and stuff. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when I got in that world, I just realized that it, it wasn't, I, I was doing myself, me personally, for what I felt like I could do, accomplish in this world and the kind of impact that I wanted to make. I felt like I was doing my, I was selling myself short by just kind of climbing the corporate ladder. And I had a great job, good company. And I just felt like it was time. And then what happened was I was going through my divorce and it really like changed my perspective on the urgency of it. I was like, now is the time to go. Now is the time why kind of my life is chaotic anyways. It's the time to really get serious about the side business that I had, which really before, you know, before late last year, really last year, it was just the name of a company. It wasn't even a business yet. You know, it was just a thought. It was an idea. It was a name. And it was, I want to do this. And I like to do this. And I, this, you know, this is, I, this, here are some ideas that I could probably do. And then I just decided uh, late last year that I'm going all in. And you mentioned about the plan B stuff. And, and yeah, actually the words I used was, there is no plan B. It's either I make this plan A work or I die. Like that's how, that's how committed I was to it. And I think that was the difference. I always had it in the back of my mind. Even my, I think about the music career that I had for a short time period where I was making music and rap stuff. The difference was back then, I, I probably maybe could have done some with it, who knows? But my commitment wasn't there. My commitment was I got this four-year degree, I got a corporate job, I'm fine. Like if I don't make that, I'm, I'm okay, right? Like this is the path I'm on. And if something pops off with the rap stuff and the music stuff, perfect. But if it doesn't, no worries versus I switched that mentality and said, no, this is the plan A and there is nothing else. It may take me time and I may have to figure this out and I, I need to be strategic because I do have two daughters that I have to take care of and, and look out for. So I got to be responsible. But I knew that at the same time, like I had to make this my number one priority and there was nothing that was going to get in my way. Mm, brilliant to hear that you were able to zero in on that because myself included, and I'm sure so many people, that's a massive, massive mental hurdle to, to tackle. Um, but very often you do see the extreme top, top performers, high performers. Uh, this is a common thread over and over again. So you're in, you're in good company, my man. Um, so in this spirit of understanding your story and this adventure of, of life, how, I, I just want to see where this, where this energy, this creative energy and charisma comes from. Is this something you were, who were you in high school? Were you always this outgoing? Were you more reserved? How did you start to tap into your more creative side, like the music and now more recently video type of stuff that's kind of been merging. What were your first moments of discovering art or creation yeah. in general? Well, you know, I used like music takes me away. Music always has been the, my number one thing in life. It just, it takes me away. I go to a different place when I create music, when I listen to music. So um, I know that it's almost like an escapism for me. I love it that much. I started creating music 
I mean, started writing raps when I was four. If I could sing, I'd probably try to literally pursue that full time, but I can't. Yeah. Um, but I can do a little bit of rapping. And uh, when I was 14, I would start to write raps. And I noticed I was in school. School was not for someone like me. I'm just very, I'm a spoken person. I like to communicate. I'm not written. I don't do well with tests. I don't like to study the books. I don't even read books. Like it's just not, school is not my thing. The the follow this, you know, exact order and follow this rudiment. Like it's just not my thing. So I would write raps in school. Like I was 14, 15, 16, and I'd be in math class and they'd be talking about algebra and, you know, cross over the X and carry the, and carry the Y and stuff. And I'd be like, lion, I'm never stopped trying. I get a tired iron. Like I would just be like, right <laughs> there was literally one of the first raps that I ever wrote. Like I would just, I just had no desire to do anything school. Like it's funny because back then I didn't know this. Like I know now. I just literally back then was like, I don't think this stuff is very useful, to be honest. I was just like, I just don't see myself really needing this stuff. I don't think I, th I thought of it quite as analytically as I do now or as much about like the future as I do now. But even back then, I recognized that I don't think me knowing algebra, like like any of the like, calculus and stuff, I don't think this stuff's going to matter that much. <laughs> but for me... I love to create. So it was a, it was a way for me. It was kind of my outlet. You know, I didn't have a great relationship with my parents. I got into a lot of trouble in high school. I didn't know where I fit in. I was weird. I was different. I overthought things. I created many stories in my head, which is why a lot of these, these skits kind of come from, like, I was always very imagination, like the imagination would run, run, run wild, man. And so like, I just had all this bottled up and the, the interesting part is, and kind of the ironic part is I didn't do anything with it for so long. Like I literally just had, it was just bottled up in me. I went to college, finally got my stuff together after going to three different high schools, becoming a super senior. Like I was a terrible student. I got straight F's one semester. Like I kid you not, I have the report card in my, like straight F's because I didn't go to class. Like they'd call me to the principal's office and I'd be like, peace. <laughs> like I would just dip. <laughs> so I didn't have to face the next attention, you know? And wow. so, um, in, in gym class, I just like, I wouldn't show up. So they sent me to truancy schools. I bounced around three different high schools. They just didn't know what the hell to do with me. And they basically told me like, hey, here's some brochures for, you know, blue collar stuff. You should probably become a welder. Probably college is a yeah. thing. Yeah. And sure enough, it, it was. I did go to college and I did decently well in college. But um, but it was, yeah, it was all held inside, man, until I finally started. I started realizing that when I started creating content on LinkedIn, that I'm like, I'm going to start using my some of my creativity. Because I think this is a big strength for me that I really never tapped into my entire career. I just never felt like I really had a chance to use it. And so I tapped into it and I'm like, I'm going to use some of the, the music. I'm going to use some of the acting and the storytelling and that kind of stuff. And from there, man, I just, I just took it and run with it. Mm, brilliant, man. This is uh, awesome to hear the additional bonus context um, within that story because it seems to fit the, the mold of, of your adventure. So I would love to see... In your transition now, you've jumped into a nine to five job after that. Uh, and I'm assuming a lot of, at least from what I've experienced, those type of environments don't typically <laughs> inspire creativity or enable uh, creative energy in, in many ways. Uh, right. So how was that experience getting into nine to five life and world of like, okay, well, I guess, I guess this is the chapter we're on now of, of, of moving on. Was that something you struggled with or what were the signals or what was going on in your mind as you switched from, uh, 
just we're in in this nine to five life. Um, I always struggle with it, dude. I always struggled with it. If you ask anybody that worked with me during any of these corporate jobs, like out of school, I, I was always like, I got my stuff done and I worked really hard and I was the first person at the office. Like I, I was a, always a hustler and that's why I think I do well with entrepreneurship because it's like work all the time. But I was the guy that was like, I wanted to have fun. Like I, I brought stories to life. I would bring characters, you know, like I was that person that was like pretty funny in the office, you know, like that was always my thing. Yeah. And the corporate world for me, it, it just didn't allow for a lot of that creativity. Like for example, when I first started my, uh, my last job, I was there for six years. I literally, my, my, I think my second month there, this is 2014, right? So I, I ran into my boss's office because I had the idea, this idea, I had all kinds of ideas all the time, right? I got to figure mm -hmm. out which ones I want to focus on and implement because there's too damn many. Yep. <laughs> I, run into my, I run into my boss's office and uh, I, I walk into his office. I go, Nick, we should start creating videos and post them on social media. And we could talk about like the things that we do here. And we could talk about the things that the, the value that we could bring to our clients. And I started talking about all this stuff. I was so excited. Like my, I, I knew how I looked, like I was lit up, man. I was excited about it. And I remember him looking at me and being like, just kind of smiling and being like, yeah, we, we, we could do that. You know? I, yeah, sure. You know? And, um, and he was a great, he was a, he was a great leader to me. He took care of me. He cared about me, but it was just so out of the box. Right. It wasn't him. It was just like, uh, no one's ever created videos here. You know, even though it's a huge company, they've never created videos. And I started creating videos anyways, a couple of years later. But then it was on YouTube and I created like 10, 12, 15 videos. And because I didn't know what I was doing yet and I got kind of ridiculed for it, people were like, what the hell are you creating videos for? Oh, I saw Alex's YouTube video. People kind of made fun of it. I wasn't getting results. I doubted it and I stopped doing it. And I'm like, damn, where would I have been if I would have, if I would have started like four or five years ago and still been doing it today? So that's why when I started last year putting videos out, I was like, I'm not doing this again. Like I'm going all in and I don't care what people say. Mm, no mercy, baby. No mercy. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant to hear the contrast between those two moments. Because uh, you really have been on fire, bro. Like uh, watching it from afar um, has been truly impressive. So let's zero in on what the hell's going on there in this 24-7 uh, healthy hustle. Don't want to be uh, over overdoing it over there, but in the context of this hustle and entrepreneurship, we essentially our day is a stack of compounding habits and skills. So I'd love to hear from your end. What do you consider the most valuable skill that you've learned thus far, or the most valuable skill you currently utilize in this venture? There's definitely like, um, there's definitely the marketing side, which I think is a, a massive skill. I mean, for anyone building a personal brand, building a company, you, you almost, every company has to become a media, media company basically nowadays. I think we're all starting to figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Every employee to a certain extent needs some type of personal brand or will need certain, you know, some type of personal brand in the future. It's just the way things are going. So there's a lot of things that I'm very glad that I learned from a marketing standpoint, how to grab attention, how to tell a story how to resonate with your target audience or your target customers or the people that you want to attract attention from. How do you convert that to business? There's that stuff. But I also think just honestly, what, what keeps you going, no matter what industry or business you're in is focus, discipline, intentionality. Like I think being really laser focused and intention, intentional with your time and being disciplined around the things that you need to get done 
Like that separates the people that make it and the people that don't, man. And then from a mindset perspective, like, you know, I talked about the plan A, plan B thing. There's so much external stuff that's going to happen throughout your journey, whether you're an entrepreneur or a bit like an employee, just in life, whether you're just a human being, there's so many things that hit us from all angles, right? We have life events happen. We have business things that happen. We have deals that fall through. Shit just doesn't go our way. Your ability, that's why you have to believe so much in yourself. Because if you don't, it's the one thing that you really can control and lock onto and say, regardless of all these punches I'm taking, I'm getting knocked down, shit's happening, shit's going sideways, which it always does in the beginning and, and really forever. Like, as, I mean, we just, we just can't, I mean, we can't expect all positive things to happen to us all the time, but it's your ability to like, when you do get knocked down, do you get back up, shake it off, learn something and then smile? Like that's, that's, that's my mantra, man. I just like, even yesterday, I lost two bigger deals that I was like, oh, it stung. It hurt. It sucked because I, because I was for sure that it was going to go through and I was pissed about it for a little bit. And then I'm like, you know what? I learned a couple things. I'll do this, this, and this differently. And I'm like, I can't lose my smile, man. I got to keep moving forward. So just, just the belief that you're going to get it done and, and to continue to move forward, regardless of what happens is, is one of the biggest traits that you can possibly carry, man. 100%. that seems to be the theme of this year. We're recording this in peak pandemic 2020 and transition and pivoting and this continuous adaptability has been the common thread among anybody surviving or thriving um, this situation. So I think the days of this, yeah, one track career path like i'll collect my pension at year 40 mm-hmm. like is is so dead uh that your perspective this mindset is created for this environment this continuous adapting continuous evolving asking better questions asking how you can serve your audience uh, that's a lot of what i see externally is you have creative ways to focus on that community and the audience that you're serving. So uh, adaptability, key theme for damn sure here. Uh, In the concept of your daily habits or structure and being mindful of your day and your time, what would you consider the most effective tasks of your day? If you could reduce your day to just two or three tasks to keep the needle moving, what would those be? One of them would have to be the revenue generating activities. So meaning that's, that's prospecting time, that's engaging with potential customers, that's, that's sending direct messages, video DMs to people that have engaged on your content as leads, right? Responding to DMs that are inbound leads for your content. Like that's the stuff that I really, I time block out for that stuff every single day, every day, Monday through Friday, right? And I'll do sporadically on the weekends. But that's, I think, where people can get really lost, especially when you're on social media platforms all the time. It's easy to get sucked into a platform. And then pretty soon it's like, shit, what did I really like? What did I do today? That was like ultra productive. So I'm like, I put it at the beginning of the day. It's like one of the first things I do other than I write and create in the beginning. And then I go right into my business development. Because to me, I got to keep the business. I got to keep developing the business and having those conversations that are generating customers. Otherwise, I don't get to create the content that I want to create. I don't get to, you know, have my own business. And so for me, it's like people really got to sit down and buckle down on like, what do you need to do every single day that's going to move your business forward? 
you know, the, the content stuff I do, I, I do that like uh, either early in the morning, like before business hours start or I'll write the stuff at night or weekends. I'm big into it. And I record all my videos that I record for the week pretty much on Monday at five 30. So it's not even like in the eight to five window. So that's what people don't realize. Sometimes I don't sit around all day and create content or think of ideas. Let the ideas come, I jot them down, but then I got a set time that I record. So I, I just try not to let much get in the way of those revenue generating activities. Brilliant. So batch processing, that's a key piece. I think a lot of people miss, um, focus, Again, focus is right back in here in the conversation. That's a, a big one where your your hours can disappear. Uh, if, you're, if you're scrolling LinkedIn a little too long, Dude, I know how quickly it, those days it, can disappear. It, and even this, man, like, it, yeah, it totally can. But even this, like, and this is something that I teach how to, how to prospect and engage with your target customers on LinkedIn. So many people get on and they go through their feed and they engage and they engage and they engage. But a lot of what they're doing is just with their friends or their homies or the people that they're cool with or like you and I. And not yep. to say you don't want to do that because you need sort of those champions. You need people that have your back. It's good to build those relationships. It leads to other opportunities as well. But you have to spend, if you're in my kind of business or you're, you're looking not to go on LinkedIn to generate revenue or social media to generate business, you have to spend a certain amount of time engaging and messaging and communicating with the people that you want to do business with. So I think that's where intention, like that's where the intention and the focus really comes back into play is like, I don't just hop on here and like, I'm going to post a cool video and see what happens. I'm like super <laughs> intentional. I'm like every video, I'm like, how can I have a lesson or how can I turn this into a business? How can I generate leads from this? Let me go back through my reactions and see who, who even liked it. And like, can I reach out to them and send them a message and try to add more value? And so like the intention, man, is the difference between people who are really generating revenue on LinkedIn versus just creating an, I know a lot of people who have a huge audience and they, they don't generate much revenue. So that's it, man. Intentionality. If that's a word, yeah. I don't even know if that's a word. It, it is now. <laughs> it is now. In that, no, and you mentioned, I mean, some really critical pieces here that we can zero in on. Uh, a lot of the times I think of utilizing our time, either consuming or creating. Uh, this is ultimately a lot of what creatives or artists or anybody oh, yeah. can do with their time is you're either yeah. consuming or creating. So I would love to hear from your world. What do you consume? And this can be as broad as you would like it to be from Netflix to bottomless pit of social media scrolling uh, to, to any books or courses or stuff that you, you might consume. But uh, yeah. would love to just get a snapshot of what you consume in your life. Yep. So I'm not a big TV person, you know, like I do watch an occasional Netflix show, but it's got to be something really good. But I'm not like a big, like you won't catch me on a Monday or Tuesday night, like going, like sitting down and watching Netflix at night. It's just not my thing. Um, so I don't consume a lot of like movies or TV shows, that kind of stuff. Uh, and I don't do any books or audio books, which is, I know some people are like, they, they, you know, criticize the, you don't gotta read, you gotta, you know, how are you learning? And I'm like, I'm still learning every single day. Like I'm a big time learner, even if there's something I can learn on this podcast. Like if there's things that you asked that I'm like, Oh, I love the way you asked, like, I'll just study my interactions with people and how, and how it works and stuff. And, and I'll try to pull learning lessons from that. I learned from my clients. I learned from my prospects. I learned from, you know, other people that are creating content. So, um, I still try to learn every single day, but I don't like read books. I'm just not a reader. I just, for me, it's hard to sit down and just read and stuff. And then I'm not really in my car any, anyway. So I don't do a lot of audio books and stuff. 
Um, to be honest, I probably read my whole life. I think I've read, read less than 10 books, maybe done like 10 audiobooks in my whole life. So I just throughout my 35 years now, I just haven't, uh, I haven't done a lot of that period. Um, but so that's just me. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't, but I, what I do do is I go, I'll go through LinkedIn, I'll go through TikTok, and I'll, I'll figure out what's working, what's not. Like, I'm curious if a, if a post pops off, I'm like, what about this post? you know, is making it do so well. Like, let me look at the copy. Let me look at how they started the video. What's the length of the video? Like, I really do pay attention to a lot of that stuff, but that's consumption for me for work. It's not like, uh, like TikTok, I'm newer to it. LinkedIn, I know what works and doesn't by now, but there's still things to learn, but I've kind of got to like, I know what works and what doesn't on LinkedIn, but, uh, yeah. but TikTok, I'm still learning. So I'm like, I'm consuming going through the feed and I'm like, why did this do so well? But this didn't, but this did. And so, uh, and you're getting ideas and that's most of my consumption is just trying to figure out, uh, to learn from a business standpoint. Yeah, no, that's, that's a brilliant point that you bring up because it sets the tone of giving you a better perspective when you are in social media and it <laughs> doom scrolling or going through the limitless scrolls, <laughs> you can actually make more use of that time being mindful of those yes. secondary questions you were asking. How did this pop off? Why did this pop off? Uh, I'm seeing this person for the sixth time today. Why is this? Um, and digging into those moments. So I think that's a brilliant way to set the perspective that you don't have to be ripping through e-courses and audiobooks and reading right. every single morning to have your 45 minutes of, of personal development and growth. A lot of it is mentality and perspective and mindset that you're mentioning. Um, and you have to make progress. Like you have to make progress. So if you're looking at your life or your business or your content and you, and you look back six months, 12 months, and you haven't made any progress, then you're not learning or you're not using what you've learned and applying it, right? So I always think about, am I progressing? Is my content, is my business, everything, my life better than it was six to 12 to 24 months ago? And the answer is yes. So I know I'm learning and progressing at a pretty good rate. I just don't through, through a lot of the books and stuff. For me, it's like, I, and again, I know some people are going to be like, well, you got to learn from it. But for me, I just, I don't like the idea of reading a book and then like taking that and just throwing it out there and be like, this is what I learned. And this is somebody else, somebody else's path and idea. And again, I know people aren't necessarily doing that. They're taking bits and pieces and saying, I like that. Let me throw my own perspective on that. So I get that. But for me, it's like, I'm going through a lot myself. I feel like I can write my own book every three weeks, you know? So it's like, I'm, okay. I'm actually living in it every single day. And I like that because when I talk about something now, it's not, I read a book or an article on it and now I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it because I've done it because I've been in it every single day. I've been actually doing it and I failed at it and I made mistakes at it and I've saw wins from it. And so it's like, for me, that just feels more comfortable for me. I kind of just like to, to get ideas that way versus reading books and stuff. It's no, you've, you, you cut straight to the finish line of it's about the action that you take. Like yeah. you can read a hundred books. I see a lot of people that are on the other side of the spectrum. Yep. I read 111 books this year. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what action did you take? What, how right. did that improve your life and your business? Which, which chapters actually converted into something in reality. And, uh, it looks like you're just skipping that step and going straight to the finish line. And, uh, it's about those extracted lessons for your specific life. Um, and brilliant to see that, uh, 
we can figure this thing out, this this thing called life, in so many ways. You don't have to duplicate other people's formula. And yep. just because Gary Vee told you to read 22 more books or X or Y told you to do this, uh, it's about finding your own path, your own route yes. that works for you. And clearly, you've found your rhythm and your groove. Yeah, and that's and that's... That's a great point, dude. Like there may be some people that really they, they read books and it takes them next level and that's the case, then do it. Like, like I said, as long as you're making progress and it's moving you forward and you're using what you're learning and you're applying it, that's the key. Like some people, to your point, they'll do every course known to man and, and they're still stuck in point A and they're trying to get the Z and it's just like, dude, I haven't read any books and I'm, you know, and so you got it. That's where you got to know yourself a little bit and just know what works for you. And you're right. There's not one path. That's what's beautiful about it. No, that's is it is beautiful indeed, and and also a perfect segue, which is quite beautiful uh, into the the second half of the show here, where we'd love to capture a an upload from your world, your systems, your stories, uh, and convert that into something practical here for the listener. So, I would love to tap into a specific strategy or system or process that has changed your life? Is there something that you can share over there? We're looking for the secret sauce of uh, <laughs> what, what actually makes the needle move um, and would love to hear from you a specific strategy or system or process that changed yeah, your I life. Yeah, I mean, like for me, it's been it's been the content strategy. I mean, because I obviously a lot of what I do is geared towards content and a lot of it is on LinkedIn. And that's what I teach a lot of people is how do you make content that converts to customers and builds a unique brand. And the first thing you have to do is put together a content strategy. So it's like, but what does that mean? And what does that look like? And there's sort of a baseline that I use and a strategy that I use and that I teach. And it starts with uh, your brand. It starts with who you are. It starts with what you stand for as a person, as a company. One of the things that I think gets missed a lot, and I've talked about this in my content, is not just creating a product or a service or a company, but creating a movement creating something that people mm. want to be a part of, that they're excited because you stand for something more than just, hey, I can sell you this product or service. No, we are a company and we're out here putting good in the world. We're making a difference. We're trying to move the world and shape it in a more positive way from this perspective. Um, so that's number one, because I just there's so many companies out there and it's so competitive that if you're like a staffing company and a recruiting company, and I'm like, tell me about your brand. Like, what do you guys stand for? What's the movement you're trying to build? What are you trying to create with this whole thing? And they're like, well, we got good customer service and, you know, we're, we really spend a lot of time on our search. Like that is not good enough. It's just not good enough if you really want to make it happen. So you got to start with who, who you are, who is the company, who's the brand, what do you guys stand for? And, um, and start to create a movement, like get some people fired up about what you're doing. You got to have a purpose that's bigger than just you. That's the key. And so it starts with that. Number two, you got to quickly go to your target audience. So you have to know like, okay, who are my customers? And not just like, I think it's this person. I think it's this kind of people. You need to really drill down and be like, how do they think? What do they care about? What do they struggle with? What are they? What problems are they trying to solve? Where do they really need my help? And that's how you develop a lot of that content. And so you you have to be really specific on that. And then secondly, it's going to go to, um, I consider the brand and the target audience sort of one. But secondly, it goes to uh, the content origin. And this is where a lot of people just don't create content because they're not sure where they get the content from. Like, where's the content bank? I think we talked about that yeah. in the comments, right? Like you have to create sort of a bank full of content. And if you're like, well, how do you, how do you do that? 
on a show like this, like record this. I was asking you before the show, I'm like, can we record it? Right. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's why I'm asking. Cause I'm always trying to feed that content bank. I'm trying to put things in that content bank. So then I can towards the next step, turn it into creative and distribute it. But so you have to have, okay, where am I going to get my content from? Can I record my zoom meetings with my team? Can I record my client meetings? Can I record live sessions? Can I record podcasts? Can I write my own scripts? Can I make my own videos? Can I write my own text post, picture post? You just got to start building up that content uh, bank. And I recommend using your notes app or whatever app you have on your phone and start getting ideas down. Like ideas, like people are always like, Alex, where do you come up with your ideas? And what should I talk about? This is my industry. How do I make it interesting? And I'm like, well, throw out some ideas. Like, I'm not really sure. And I'm like, yes, you do know though. Like as you're talking to your clients, what are they struggling with? Well, they struggle with this, 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 and this. Well, those that's four ideas right there. So as you're having your conversations with your clients, with your prospects, with your teammates, jot down different ideas that come to your head. And pretty soon you've got a bank of 20, 30, 40, and then you can pick out, okay, this one's good. This one, man, maybe I'll save. This one's really good. I'm going to make a video out of this. or I'm going to make a text post out of this right now. And that's how start, st stuff starts formulating. Um, then it goes to the creative side. The creative is sort of the next, next, the third place in this whole loop, this whole circle. Yeah. And the creative is knowing how do you put a interesting and creative and relatable uh, and, and you captivate your audience with the content that you're going to put out. So if me and you are putting out content and we're using this, we're not, I'm not going to start off the video being like for you being like, Hey, welcome to the show. Da, da, da. Like people don't care about that. Right. I know that part of the creative is grabbing attention in the first three to five seconds. So I'm going to, I'm going to purposely probably go to a clip in the video of this podcast where I say something a little bit more dramatic, a little bit more extreme or a little bit more purposeful with some passion and I'm going to use that for the first three to five seconds. And then I can back my audience in and take them through that minute long clip or whatever it is. Um, and so that's more of the creative side. I like to do a lot of storytelling and acting out things. And when you can really, you have to find ways to tie emotion in. Like that's the key. I noticed you've done that with your podcast and your audio clips with the video. You have to bring emotion to the table. It can't just be like, I see a lot of people that are like, they're creating content, Travis. And they're literally like, it's like three tips on just like the most boring shit ever on data. And they're like, I don't get it, Alex. I get like two or three likes. I'm like, dude, we're talking about data for four freaking minutes. Like that's just not going to hit with people, right? So yep. tell a story on how the data impacted somebody's business. Tell a story on how the data changed somebody's life. Like, like really bring that thing to life. And that's what I sort of specialize in is telling these stories. So I have a topic or a message that I want to convey. I'm like, all right, this is what my customers need to hear. Like, this is going to be important to my audience. They need to know this stuff. And when they, and when they know it and they consume it from me, they're more likely to buy from me, right? Cause they see me as credible and they trust me. So I put that out, but then I'm like, how do I package this in a way that is just easier to consume and sort of fun to consume. They're kind of like, I like this, you know, like this is kind of cool, right? Like that's the whole, that's the whole Unleashed to Creative. I mean, that is really, and it's the fun part is, dude, it's taking your natural talents and it's just bringing them out. So I was talking to somebody the other day mm -hmm. and she's like, I don't know, I don't do like, I'm not sure what I'd be good at. And I'm like, well, let me list off like 20 things. I listed off like drawing, interviewing, da, da, da. I finally got to singing. And she was like, I actually can sing, believe it or not. I'm like, no shit. I'm like, why, <laughs> why haven't I seen you sing in any videos? And she's like, really? And, and like LinkedIn. And I'm like, yep. yes. Like, I don't mean just like sing random songs every day, 
but mix it in with some like a story that you're going to tell or mix it into a piece of content every now and then I would be singing at least once a week. I swear to God, dude, I put on my kid's <laughs> life. If I could sing today, yeah, like, yeah. like literally if I could sing today, first of all, I'd quit what I'm doing right now and literally walk out and go pursue a music career. That's how serious I am about music. <laughs> but if I had to, if I could sing and I couldn't be a musician, I couldn't be an artist in that regards, I would sing every single week. If I could draw, like I was showing you guys some of the drawing stuff that one day, I not yeah. for me, but someone, someone yeah. else. If yeah. I could draw super well, I would find ways to digitally draw, like figure out that whole craft. And I would implement once a week, I would have a drawing of a really cool message, but it would be like in drawing format. And then I'd have obviously the text to go with it. This is where people sometimes get into their own head. If I was a super good interviewer, which I don't think I am, I would interview people. You know what I mean? So like, this is where people have to really unpack what they're good at. And that's part of the creative. Because if you're trying to do what I'm naturally good at it and you suck at it, it's just not going to work out that well. Same way if I try to do something that somebody else is really good at it, but it's not my natural thing, it's just harder. I'm going against the grain. I might as well take what I'm naturally good at it and try to bring that out and leverage that to tell the story and build the content. So that's that's the creative. And then last step goes to distribution. So then you got to figure out, hey, how am I going to get this content out? Where am I going to get it out to? What are the different nuances to the platforms? And you have to learn them and learn where you're going to spend your time. And try to be as efficient as you can. Can you double post to do two different platforms? Maybe you tweak a little bit in the copiers, you know, a little bit in the editing. Um, like a video I posted today on LinkedIn, I posted the same thing on TikTok. I just changed the editing a little bit and it was good to go. And I changed the, the text is different. Of course, the hashtags are different, but it's the same video. So I'm not have to recreate an entire video. I can make two posts out of, out of one thing. And certainly you can do that. You can create a text post out of that and you can keep going. But the key is to be efficient when you're distributing out your content. That was a lie. Yeah, I feel like Baby. I just talked like seven hours. Baby, there's so much gold in there. We'll be <laughs> slicing up. Don't you worry. Uh, no, you tapped some brilliant veins there that we need to zero in on. Uh, finding your communication style or your content style or content type is a massive, massive thing uh, that we each need to work on continuously. Um all of us see the YouTuber style videos or, or insert whatever your, your favorite idol here. And almost always their system isn't going to work. You can find those common threads, right. but it's about adapting it to what works for you. So I loved that, that idea of just, can I say something really quick on that? Yeah, please do. That's what really I want to say. I know people are like, yeah, but Alex, you don't understand. I'm not the gun and camera. I, I don't think I have, dude, there's people, every platform that you look, like especially YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, there's there's a girl on TikTok that literally talks about cakes, and she go and her, and she has the most monotone. She's like a cool little girl. I don't know, she's like sixteen or eighteen, whatever she is. And uh, much respect to her, but she literally has like a monotone voice. She's like, all right, guys, here's another cake making video, and she like literally show and it's cool. She's got some talent, but she's just making a cake, and it'll be like forty, fifty thousand views. This other guy was at like a um, an ice cream parlor. I think it was a Cold Stone Creamery. And he was just like mixing up ice cream and he was talking about li how life is kind of like, and I'm like, this is where people overthink it. Find something that you're passionate about. Cause when you're passionate about it, it comes through and use that to fuel what you're going to talk about. Right? Like it's, it's gotta be you. If it's not you, people feel it. No, that's a, that's a super simple strategy to play a piece of your personality and then plug it into your content. 
yes. of a- any yes. style uh, of any piece. I've, I, I've actually have seen the people you mentioned. So clearly it yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but, and, and that's, this is how people explain people. Like we aren't, we weren't, we wouldn't be having this conversation and being like, Hey, did you see that video about that guy that brought up three of the most useful data points of right. 2020? No. <laughs> like, we never would. We never would. So, so it's just human to either yes. take a piece of your personality and integrate it into your content, or what you were mentioning earlier is even one less step than that. Document what yes. you're doing rather than creating it from scratch. That's right. a massive hurdle a lot of people put up in their head of what is the idea? What am I going to post about? I got to think of a new idea every week. If you're just constantly in that mode, you yep. know, iPhone notes mode, you, sure. You can have fresh ideas, but that's not even needed. You can do it without fresh ideas and fresh content from scratch, just by documenting existing meetings and stuff you're doing throughout the day. Uh, I know that's a big a piece. Story. Everyone has a story. True. So if like, if like, you know, Jim was like, oh, Alex, I don't know what to talk about. I'm like, Jim, if we sat down and we just talked about your story the last five years and you highlighted like some of the biggest growth moments or the biggest challenges and what you learned from them, there's four pieces or five pieces of content that are like, easily, right? Just from that. No, and, and like, continuously trying new things. I know that was a big piece for me. Watching you guys do, uh, I call them like the the camera in the corner videos because like you're the star of the show. You write it, you script it, you whatever. And I have tried those videos for years in so many different ways. And for some reason, I just get this, like my soul dissipates from my body the moment I go into that mode. And I've just admitted that this isn't my content style. And I've been so grateful to discover live streaming and interviewing and podcasting yes. because it is 100% way more my style because it's it about listening and shining the spotlight on others. But even when I am talking and engaging, there's a human on the other side and or there's audience interacting. And that was the missing piece for me that if I just gave up years ago after trying 20 of those freaking videos, it sounded like a robot. <laughs> Uh, I would never would have, we wouldn't be here today. Um, so continuously experiment, try new formats, try new styles, record everything. Uh, there's so many options here that people can pursue. Um, I'm just beyond grateful. You cracked open so many of those, um, to zero in on. So while we still got you here, let's tap into the best personal and professional advice that we can extract from you. And one of the easiest ways to do this is to just steal what is the best advice you've received from somebody else. It can either be uh, a a moment that shifted your life, shifted your personality, um, or your business as well. What advice have you received in your life that you would like to amplify or echo here in this moment? One of the best pieces of advice, and this is going to sound super simple, and it ties into what we were just talking about, but um, but it came from a mentor of mine, and he said it was as simple as this. He was like, I was talking about my content and direction I should go and that kind of stuff, and he was like, Alex, never, ever, ever lose that creativity and the fact that you're a good guy. You're just a good dude. Because I was like thinking about doing some things and ideas and stuff, and he was like, 
never lose, like basically never lose who you are. As super simple as that found as that sounds, it really stuck with me, man. Cause I was just like, you're right. Like the moment I start drifting too much away from who I am is the moment I feel like I'm going to lose myself and I'm going to lose my audience because they're going to sense that I'm not being me anyways. Now that doesn't mean that you don't have different sides to you though. Like that's the whole thing where people are like, like for me, I got into this rut for a while where I was like, I'm just a creative video guy. Right. And you saw it too from afar. You were like, all he's doing is these creative videos. And then I said, there's other sides to me. I'm, I'm sentimental. I'm emotional. I'm a hard worker. I'm I'm a family man. I'm a dad. Like, so I was like, I have to, I came from a crazy background. Like I have the story to tell. So I realized that I needed to show more of myself, right? It wasn't being a different me. It wasn't changing who I was. It was keeping me at the core, but it was showing different sides of me. And that's what I'm I'm trying to get people to realize on LinkedIn that you, you don't just have one. It's not just one side. You have like a funny side, you have a serious side, you have a business, you, you know, you have a family side, like incorporate some of those. This is a human to human platform. It's not like, you know, this isn't a resume database anymore. So like, I think that's what people have to humanize, um, humanize their, their content a bit, but that's, that's the one that always stuck with me. I mean, I've received some other good feedback and stuff, but I think that's the one that was just like, it was like, never lose you, man. Never lose yourself. Keep smiling too. Never lose your smile. Don't let them take your smile, no matter what happens. I love that, Amen. man. I truly love that. Amen. Your, if you don't have your smile, man, they broke you. That's the thing, yeah. man. That is the thing right there. If if they if somehow some external force or moment or person that put you down, whatever it is, or a deal fell through, if you lose your smile, then you just let external forces and the outside world win. And if you you get to control the narrative, you get to control your happiness and how you feel. Things happen, but you get to control how that how you feel about that and what you do with it. So never lose your smile, mm. no matter what. No, those were brilliant, brilliant pieces. And there was a key phrase that we highlighted in there that I think captures really a big piece of this misperception. When people get into content and LinkedIn and personal branding, and they think, is this B2B? Is this B2C? And you nailed it with, this is human to human. Yeah. Any business you're doing is human to human at the end of the day. And that's who we want to connect with. That's who we want to work with is the people that we see and know and recognize their humanity. And each of us have a completely different story to bring to light when that comes to the surface. But suppressing it or trying to make somebody else's outfit fix <laughs> work yeah. for you. Like it yes. isn't going to work. And I just love that yeah. you brought in that piece of, of human to human because it simplifies the equation here. And, or what some people try to do, especially on LinkedIn, because it's a professional platform, right? They try sure. to be all buttoned up and like everything that's, you know, their life is completely perfect and their business is going fantastic and we're having the greatest, you know, and I'm like, I try to show a little, a little bit of the struggle and a little bit of the challenge at times, especially in my vlog on YouTube. But like, I really talk about some of the things that, that I've struggled with in the past and some of the things that I've went through because I want people to know, because I, I fear that sometimes people see you when you're doing well and they think, oh, he must be like, have some certain skill or certain talent. Like he just knows how to do this stuff. And like, it's going so well. Like he just, he moved, he moved from his full-time job to his side hustle, built it out. It must've been like an easy transition. And I want people to be like, I want people to understand that. Yeah. No, it wasn't like I, I was lonely as hell at times. I felt very much doubt about what I was doing all the time. I had videos mm -hmm. that were shit. 
I had days that were just terrible. I had days where I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know? And even recently I scrapped videos that I made and just weren't how I thought they were going to be. And I had to completely trash them. I still doubt like at times, like, where am I going with this? And where should I, you know, I always like, I was telling Adam last or yesterday on his podcast, I think there's a big difference between self doubt, meaning doubting yourself as a person and what you can do versus doubting the things that you're doing, the actions and the direction that you're going. Mm. So here's what I mean. Like, I, for, for never, for one second, did I ever say like, I cannot do this. Alex B. Sheridan, you are not able to do this. Like I'm doubting you as a person, as a character. I never once said that ever. But what I did do was doubt, am I going the right direction? Is this LinkedIn video that, you know, like I, I doubted the action. Where, where do I go next? How do I make my first million? You know, like I, I thought about those things and I had doubts all over the place. And I think that's what people have to recognize. There's a difference between the self-doubt and doubting the things that you are doing. It doesn't mean that you doubt yourself. I always for like I always believe that no matter what happened, I was going to figure out a way to make this happen. Like I was just I could get punched in the face. I could lose everything tomorrow, dude. LinkedIn could disappear. Every social media platform disappears right now. Our computer shut down. Internet shuts down. I'd be mm-hmm. like, fucking starting a new business, gathering wood for fire. We don't have electricity yeah. anymore. Like that's my new <laughs> yeah. thing now. You know, like I would just I would just like I'm just going to find a way. I'm just going to find a way, man. And that's how and that's the mentality that you have to have. It's like I'm going to do this. And nothing is going to come in the way. It's just it. I love it, man. I love seeing this perspective because it's, yeah, it's your mindset is the key piece of all of this. Everything. You're, the way, the way bro, you re- react to this. Everything. Our mind controls everything. It's our, it's our body move. It's everything. So, you know, your mindset literally is everything. Like it's everything. Mm-hmm. That's your brain control is the, is the motor behind the body. And so if your mind's not right, nothing else is going to follow. Absolutely. Ex- such excellent advice, man. Uh, we got to wrap up the last couple questions here. Uh, similar advice, but the opposite direction. What would be the biggest mistake or pitfall that you would recommend people avoid? I put myself in a box too much early on when I started my business, uh, meaning I leveraged myself only basically in LinkedIn, a little bit of Instagram and stuff, but basically only in LinkedIn. I leveraged myself only to do two or three videos a week and only a certain style. I got way too hung up in like romantic with like what I was doing, right? I got too involved in like the medium and the in in the actual format of what I was doing versus saying, hey, there's probably a lot of things that could work out and get people results and get me results. And let me stick with the ones that I feel like are really yielding great results, which were my always my creative videos, no doubt. So not that I needed to change that, but I wish I would have done more on like, you know, eight, 10 months, 12 months ago. I wish I would have been hopping on TikTok every other day and just posting the video and just testing and trying, right? Mm. Or, or posting more on YouTube or post or figuring out more with different platforms and, and testing out text posts, picture posts, short form videos. So I would encourage people just when you find one thing that works, stick, it's okay to stick with that. But make sure you're also testing and trying on the side so you don't pigeon your hole to one specific thing. And so it's been a it's been a game changer since I opened opened that mentality and allowed myself to be creative in other ways. Absolutely love that one as well. Another huge, massive piece of of our mindset um, we create these barriers. They don't yeah. exist. They don't exist at all. Because it's 100 percent in our head. Because what happens is we create this safe zone now where we figured out this one thing, this one platform that's really doing well for us. Yep. And we, we're scared to kind of go, I was like scared to go to other places at first, 
because I was like, what if it doesn't work? All this is going so well. And, you know, and so you got to break through the barrier and, and get out of your own way. I love it, man. Gosh, I've learned. I have so many things I need to uh, level <laughs> up here now that you've been saying this in real time. Um, so before we hop into the last question, I just need to drop a significant, deep moment of appreciation and recognition and acknowledgement for the ripples that you are making in this world, man. Uh, there's so much positive energy emitting from everybody in your community, everything you post online. And it's just impacted me in a deep way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> impacts, awesome. properly named impacts. <laughs> um, uh, uh, is I just that, uh, amazing, man. So uh, before we hop that. into here, uh, I just want to give you the mic one last time for a little something we call the beast mode monologue. We got a listener here that just wants to hear your voice one more time. could be for one sentence, one minute, or another hour if you want, because I'll let you have it. <laughs> um, but what final words can you share for this listener to erupt into beast mode, whether they're leveling up their life, going through a difficult transition, or yeah. just trying to get better uh, at this thing called life? What can you share for us, I'm gonna, man? I'm going to keep it super simple. Stop what you're doing right now. March over to the closest mirror that you have. Look yourself right in the face and say, what do I want out of life? And be completely honest, whether it's business, personal, whatever you want. What the hell do I want? Not what your parents want, not with my friends, not with my work wants. What do I want to happen? And then literally decide that you are going to make that happen. There is no plan B. This is it. You can be smart and strategic and plan, of course. And it can take, it's going to take time. But, but figure out what that is and then go into, you know, not even wait till 2021. Like we're at the end of the year now, today, like make the decision today and take action and dedicate every single day to getting one inch, one mile, whatever it is closer to that, what you want out of life. Mm. That's it, man. That's the key to life, dude. There it is, That's ladies it. and gentlemen, Alex B. Sheridan. Thank you so much, brother. Thank Where you, can people find you in this digital realm of the internet? I'm guessing there's plenty of people that want to hunt this dude down. Where can they find you? Definitely LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the most, most active on LinkedIn for sure. So you can hit me up there, send me a message if you're curious about anything that I do or how I can potentially help or if you have any questions. Um, a Sheridan at impacts.com. You can go to impacts.com and schedule uh, meetings certainly, um, or there's TikTok, YouTube, Instagram too. So brilliant. We'll drop all those links here for our superstar. Thank you so much, Alex. Be shared. Take care. Appreciate you, brother. End audio experience. You're a beast.